Hey everybody, it's Kelly Cooper and welcome to episode 217 of the Life Made to Order podcast. How to forgive people. Somebody sent me an email about this asking me my thoughts on on, you know, the process of how to forgive people and and then move past, you know, all the emotional all that stuff, right? And this is actually a topic I've been thinking a lot about lately in a couple of different contexts and I want to talk about this in two different ways. Because we think of forgiveness usually, right? We think of um, specific incidents. Someone did something to us that we feel wronged by them, betrayed or whatever, and then we feel angry towards them. Like uh, your ex, I don't know, your friend started dating your ex-boyfriend and you got mad about that and you got mad at her or uh, you think your parents did a shitty job raising you and you're mad at just, you know, all the stuff they did or didn't do for you or whatever, right? But then there's like another kind of forgiveness too that I want to talk about which is not so much feeling wronged by somebody by some sort of specific incident or behavior or action, but just generally being disturbed by other people's behavior and it causing negativity in you somehow and then forgiving them for who they are and letting them be who they are and then you not being upset about it anymore. So we'll get into kind of both of those, that that sort of forgiveness of forgiving the world in general or whatever, forgiving whatever. So there's a couple of things I would say about this. And the first thing that I think of when I think about stuff like this with certain spiritual teachings that I've embraced really uh, wholeheartedly that really resonate with me, like A Course in Miracles, for example, would tell you that This whole world is an illusion and everything here is not real. Who we really are are not these human bodies. Nothing anyone can do to another person can truly hurt them. Who you really are is incapable of being hurt. So if we were to think of it from that perspective, for example, literally anything that happens to human us is not real. This isn't who we really are. And nothing, any talk about being hurt or being wrong, it just doesn't exist, right? And I know this is kind of like a radical perspective, but I think it's it's helpful, right? So if you think about anything that's happened to you and anything that anyone's done to you, none of it's real. It's all an illusion. This body you is not who you really are. So anything that happens here doesn't really matter. Again, this is kind of radical kind of thing because the ego mind will be like, but it is real because here I am in this body. We're having this experience And this person did this thing and it was wrong, right? So again, kind of radical, but really try to think about that one because it's pretty interesting. Imagine that you're incapable of being hurt. And if no one can really hurt you, then there's nothing to forgive. It's like, shit, wow. My ego mind really is like, can't really wrap its head around that one because it just seems too like out there. But that feels nice, right? Wouldn't it feel nice to think like you're incapable of being hurt? Like nobody can do anything to you and that feel, and it's like, it, it's not real. It doesn't matter. Like it, they can do whatever, but you're completely like, no, it's all good. It's fine. Who I really am is completely untouched by all of these experiences. Who I really am doesn't, it doesn't matter to that. Like there's no impact of my childhood or this betrayal or this thing this person said or did to me. It's all good. That's a pretty nice feeling. So I like to toy very much with these more radical ideas of everything being an illusion and and nothing that our ego mind thinks is real is actually real, right? So that's one way to look at it. Who you really are is incapable of being hurt. All of this human time and space world, even Course in Miracles would say God didn't even create this world. 
human ego-minded. So anything that in time and space, again, is not real. It's an illusion. So it's, it's everything that's happening is not really happening. The only thing that's real is is love of God and right God is a word that you're uncomfortable with. Maybe uh, you know substitute a different word, whatever. It doesn't really matter to me. The words don't matter. It's but it's the concepts behind them. So think about that. Imagine you're a being who's incapable of being hurt. No one could really do anything bad to you. So if no one can wrong you, then there's nothing to forgive. We're all just kind of having this. It's almost like the human time space world is a like a mass delusion, right? So that's kind of cool. So, but, you know, if that's a little too radical, then we could think of it in, you know, some bit of a different terms. So then another way to look at it would be, if we think of LOA perspective forgiveness, um, the idea of everything we manifest is just sort of some reflection of something that's happening within. Every experience serves a purpose. Um, no one is really responsible for our feelings. They're just triggering something that already was inside of us, it's kind of easier to forgive people from that perspective in a few different ways. Because if you think of it like, okay, this thing was supposed to happen. It was supposed to be done. This person just was playing a role in my story. (laughs) They had this role to play in my experience where this thing happened. They did this thing. They said this thing. From an LOA perspective, again, which I guess is not really about forgiveness so much as This is maybe a little bit off because it's really more thinking about why maybe you manifested the experience. But again, I think there's still value in forgiveness because you just think of it like, oh, this is all supposed to happen. So it's it's all good and it's fine. It's all part of the story. It's all part of my script and whatever. So you think, okay, I manifested this experience for whatever reason. For example, um, if you realize that you have a lot of uh, negativity towards humanity in general and you think people are untrustworthy and everyone sucks, for example... That sort of energy, right? LOA 101, like attracts like, you'd probably be like, oh yeah, that would make sense. I'd probably manifest people into my life that mirrored that belief back to me that people suck. So you would manifest people that did bad things to you and hurt you in some way or lied to you, betrayed you, stole from you or whatever they did, right? And you're like, okay, I can kind of see how this person, I can kind of see why this situation happened. And then, you know, looking at the situation and the root of it differently, of course, that would affect how you proceed with your handling of it in general, right, which would include the forgiveness. Another thing, too, that makes it easier to forgive people. And a a lot of times, too, when I talk about forgiving people, I'm really talking more about not so much you actually forgiving them, because that's not what it's really about when we think about it. We don't, it's not really about us forgiving the other person and the other person. It's about us being able to feel that forgiveness and not feel so angry and hurt about what happened, basically. So, One of the ways to achieve that is when we recognize that the situation did not cause the feelings, but triggered, pushed a button that was already there. Plus one of the reasons, the only reason anything's ever a problem for us is because it feels badly. So if someone does something to us that makes us feel badly, right, then the mind's like, well, this is a problem. This is bad because I, this thing's bad because I feel bad. But that's, you know, how it measures what's good and bad is our emotional response to it. So if we recognize that the cause of the feeling was not the experience, it's not what the person did, it's easier to forgive them and to feel that forgiveness in our heart because we recognize, oh, they're not the reason I feel badly. I don't feel badly because my 
ex-husband did this thing to me or because my um, sister did this thing or my coworker or my neighbor or whatever it was, that pushed a button. That triggered something within me. So if the feeling is not the fault of the person, then it's easier to feel that forgiveness and kind of let it go. Because you're like, oh, this isn't, that's not why I feel bad anyway. Because the only reason we have a problem with the person, right, is because we think their action, their behavior, their choice, their whatever, they did something that hurt us. And then we feel angry with them and we feel hurt and bitter, resentful or whatever, all those lovely feelings, right? But it's like, oh, I feel this way because of something else. The thing my ex-husband did to me, for example, really triggered my self-loathing and like low self-esteem and made me feel terrible about myself. My mind is telling me, though, it's my ex-husband's fault for cheating on me. And it's his fault I feel bad, right? Because the mind is very simplistic in its thinking in this way. Because the mind has an idea of this thing happened and it made me feel this way. After this thing happened, this feeling showed up. So to the mind, right? Again, it's very simplistic thinking. It's like, well, that's why I'm upset. Because I didn't feel that way till that thing happened. So the mind's like, okay, like, you know, problem solved, mystery solved. Like, that's why, right? But it doesn't understand that that's actually not what's happening. So yeah, of course, it's easier to let people off the hook, quote unquote, for stuff when you recognize that they're not why you feel badly. It's like, oh, it's not about them. And another reason too, it's really helpful to recognize it's not about the situation, it's not about the person, is because a lot of times the mind feels like to feel better to extend this forgiveness, to extend this understanding or whatever, the mind's like, it wants explanations and closure, all sorts of apologies. And why did you do this? And wants the person to say, I didn't mean this bad thing I said about you. I'm so sorry I did this thing to hurt you. And, you know, giving their reasoning and, and try and so you can feel better about what happened. But that might not happen, right? Maybe your issue is with somebody who they died, there, there can be no closure in that sense. There can be no conversation about it because you can't have it. It's not available. It, it literally can't happen. So it's good. Uh, another circumstance might be you think someone did something wrong. They don't share that assessment. They don't think they did anything wrong. They're not going to apologize. They're not sorry because they don't think they have anything to be sorry for. Some people might be sorry about what they did, but if you want some some uh, eloquent reasoning about their thought process and why they did what they did, that will make you feel better. They might not have it. They might not have a, a quote unquote good reason for why they did what they did. That would make you feel better to hear this explanation. Might be someone you fell out of touch with and you don't really talk to and you probably are thinking to reach out to them after all this time of this incident that happened, whatever, a year ago or a decade ago. I could do that, but I probably won't do that. So I have, again, you're not going to get that external feedback of the help you feel better. Because like, well, I kind of, I, I could reach out to this person after five years and tell them I'm still hurt and ask them these questions, but I'm not going to do that. I'm probably not going to run into them. They're probably not going to reach out to me. So again, from that external point of, that external Thing. It's like that nothing's going to happen there. So this is very, very helpful with this uh, aspect too of forgiveness, especially and feeling hurt by outside circumstances, really remembering it's not the circumstance can facilitate in the healing. Because if it was, if it was nothing outside of you that actually caused the feeling, then nothing outside of you is necessary to heal it. 
because it's not about the person. It's not about the incident. So you don't need their apology. You don't need the explanation. You don't need to ask these questions. You don't need all of that because it has nothing to do with them anyway. So it's, it's, it's really a good thing. It's like, oh, okay, this really has nothing to do with me. This has nothing to do with them. Well, that feels good because, you know, I probably wouldn't get what I wanted from them anyway. Or again, maybe you would get some explanation. Maybe you would get some sort of apology, but it still doesn't make you feel better. Because again, if the incident isn't what caused the original emotional upset, dealing with that on any way is probably not going to have any lasting impact because it's not about what the person did to you. So the apology might feel better on like a bit of a surface level. There'll be some ego, mind, personality, self level, like, oh, look at, okay, you know, feeling vindicated or like, oh, I got my apology. That feels good. I knew, see, I, I knew I was right and they were wrong and they admitted it, right? And there's this temporary boost of feeling better, right? Your ego gets satisfied. It gets what it wants. But over the long term, on a deeper level, some of you might have experienced this, the apology or the explanation or all this other type of quote unquote closure you wanted from the person, from the experience was like, yeah, that really didn't do it. I still feel bad. Like, for example, with the ex-husband cheating, for example, if your ex-husband came to you, like, let's, like I said before, it was triggered by, you know, have this really low self-esteem, low self-image, all of this stuff. And then him cheating on you triggered all that and made you feel terrible. Like, you know, obviously thinking there's something wrong with me. I'm not good enough, blah, blah, blah. So then that's what's really going on. So then the ex-husband comes and apologizes and tells you why he did what he did. And it might be a really great story and it could be really soothing to your ego mind, at least temporarily. You know, I was, um, it had nothing to do with you and uh, I, I was having a drug or drinking problem or I was going through a tough time or I just, I got scared because we were doing so well and I self sat whatever, right? So we can give you this whole story about how it had nothing to do with you. And on again, on a surface level, temporarily, you might be like, oh, okay, good. So it wasn't because I think I'm so terrible. But unless you've worked through that and that's what's really the problem his words and his telling you that probably isn't what's going to make you feel better about yourself. So again, even if you get all of that from the person, if that's not really the cause of the problem of why you feel the way you feel, the apologies and explanations about the situation probably don't get us very far in um, in feeling better. So part of this forgiveness process is it's really all about us. And like, I have to see why does why do I feel hurt by these experiences? What story am I telling myself right now that, you know, for example, let's say you're mad, uh, your, your issue is, you know, you had a bad childhood and you think your parents were like shitty parents and they didn't raise you well and they kind of messed you up or whatever. So now as an adult, there's probably a, what's a big source of pain for people in that experience. They think their childhood fucked them up irreparably, like there's irreparable damage, you know, is that the right word, irreparable harm or damage, right? I think so. And then they think, okay, I'm screwed because of what happened to me when I was a kid. Now I'm like doomed to like I die when I'm like 70. Like that really sucks, right? So that feels bad. Thinking something that happened in the past screwed you up so badly that you know, there's no hope for the future. So then again, that story is like really painful. But then if you were to examine what's really happening, and again, from an LOA perspective, you would think, okay, if everything's energy and everything, you know, the past doesn't matter and it's all about my belief system, my perception, my emotional state, I can control all of that, 
then you probably would start maybe feeling more forgiving towards your parents because you're examining inside the real source of the pain is like, well, I have this story that because of what happened when I was a kid, I'm doomed the rest of my life, my adulthood. I'll never have a healthy relationship. I'll never trust people. I'll never um, feel good about myself or whatever it is that your mind's telling you that happened when you're a kid. And then you start seeing, it's like, oh, what's really going on inside? And again, even an apology from your parent could probably feel better, but it probably won't touch on all that stuff that's happened since really, right? So yeah, it's really about going within then and seeing where the feelings are really coming from. Why does this feel so badly? Because you'd probably have an easier time forgiving your parents if you recognize the reality that your past experience has nothing to do with what's possible in the future. So like, okay, well, I'm mad at them now because I think they like screwed my life up forever. Not just when I was a kid, but forever now. Oh, but if I realize like one thing about law of attraction, all these other spiritual teachings and all the stuff I read about emotional healing and all that, all this possibility. Oh, okay. So I'm mad at them. My story is I'm mad at them because I think like they screwed my life up forever, but I'm recognizing that's not true now. So then again, you won't feel as angry with them because... You're getting at the real root of what's going on. You're getting at the real root. You're getting at the stories that are creating the pain. Then you realize, okay, are these stories accurate? Are these stories true? And, you know, this is a process because if you spent your whole life in a in entertaining a perception that, again, the, the family example, that your childhood screwed you up and then it, it screwed up your adulthood and then like nothing can get better for you now, and you've spent years and years believing that, years and years feeling deep anger and resentment towards your your mother or your father or both of them, there's a lot of emotional momentum there. There's a lot of ingrained stuff. You've probably manifested tons of evidence because of that belief that again, your mind, your mind does everything backwards. Your mind interprets the experiences as validation of the belief, not recognizing the belief is what drew the experience to us. So there's just some unwinding in this process. There's an intellectual, like right now, some of the stuff I'm saying, there might be like an intellectual understanding of like, oh, yeah, I kind of get what she's saying and that makes sense. Feels good to think that. That would be a nice way to think that. Because isn't it nice to embrace a perspective that makes it seem like forgiveness is possible and all of this pain you're carrying around? Again, the forgiveness is not really about the other person. You can do whatever you want with them. You can talk to like whatever happens with the, the people, but it's about you and like feeling better and not feeling the betrayal, not feeling the hurt, not feeling all of that stuff feeling like people don't care about you or, or whatever the, the, the situation makes you feel like. So yeah, that's pretty nice. But the embracing of these new perspectives usually is the only way that really happens is with the unwinding of all the emotional shit. Because the emotional shit is what distorts everything. It's what makes it harder for us to embrace these new perceptions, to embrace these new beliefs. It's like a static, an interference, rain on the windshield, like a smudge on the glass. Like, again, it's distorted. We can't see clearly. We can't see how things really are. So for a lot of us, this process probably will involve feeling a lot of this pain. Because right now, again, intellectually, you might be accepting what I'm saying. Oh, this person, what they did, that's not why I feel bad. They just triggered something already there. So it's not my ex-husband's fault why I feel this way. It's not really my sister's fault. It's not my ex-best friend's fault or whatever. And again, because the mind is so used to the blame paradigm, when it hears this, it's still in blame mode. And what your mind hears is like, 
don't blame them, blame yourself. That's not what I'm saying ever. I'm not talking about it's all your fault or whatever. It's about personal responsibility. It's about ownership of our emotions. Anyone who's serious about conscious creation in particular, you're all about getting your stuff and making your human experience better, right? More power to us. We can all do that. No problem. You got to get serious about this kind of shit because the really deep emotional transformation can't come without that ownership of our feelings and recognizing it's all coming from us. Again, that's not about blame. That's a good thing because we can control that. It's a good thing because right now, does it feel bad to feel angry and betrayed by people and feeling like all these people came along and fucked up your life by doing all this stuff that was completely out of your control that you didn't deserve because you're a good person and all of this stuff and now my life is fucked up and this thing happened and all of this and thinking it's all the fault of all these external forces over which you have zero control and maybe they'll strike again. Who knows what else is going to happen to me? Who else is going to do something to me? That feels terrible, right? So again, this is really about ownership. And again, thinking again, this more radical kind of A Course in Miracles type perspective. If everything here is an illusion, delusion, like not real, and then, and then anything that happens here doesn't matter. And I, again, I know it's hard to wrap our mind around this on a human level because this world seems very real. Our bodies and who we are as a person seems very real. Everything we observe happening in the world seems very real. I get it. But this isn't really an exercise for intellectual pursuit and like, let me break this down with my mind. This is more about how does an idea like that feel? That's all I'm ever stressing with this. I'm not talking about like, because when we try to uh, study these ideas too deeply on a mind level, it just fucks everything up. You all, I'm sure you all know that, right? It's about trying to bypass the mind level of it and think, how does that radical idea that seems radical to your mind, how does it feel to think no one can hurt me? None of this shit is real. Who I really am is a spirit, God, love, whatever. That that being is not in is not even doesn't even might not even see what's happening in this world. All it sees is light and love. It might not even see physically what we see here. Who knows? And that part of me, again, completely you can't hurt that part of you. Who you really are cannot be hurt. No one can wrong you or betray you. And again, if no one can truly do anything wrong to you, what is there to forgive? I like it. I'm all about that radical stuff. I really am. So, yeah, those are a few things to think about with forgiveness. Again, and also, too, like I talk about a lot with this work is everything comes down to a choice. We are presented with all these perspectives and beliefs and ways of looking at things that feel a lot better than we typically, our typical conditioning has us thinking and feeling. So we get to choose. It's like, yeah, your ego mind really doesn't want to forgive any of these people. Your ego mind loves nothing more than a grievance and like feeling wronged and someone to hate and to blame. Loves it. It's comfortable. There can be a satisfaction in it sometimes. Like, fuck that person. I hate them. I'm going to talk shit about them. Yeah. Eh. But let's be honest, though. Like, that doesn't truly feel good. It's kind of like when you talk shit about people to feel better about yourself and there's some temporary relief in your ego mind level of like, oh yeah, my life isn't so bad. That person's a fucking mess. Or, you know, you feel a little, but do you truly feel better? You know what I'm saying? Like that's the ego mind is tricky. It's good like that. It kind of gives us these things that kind of feel good, but not really. And it kind of keeps us trapped in its shit. So yeah, so that's something to think about. Imagine who you really are is incapable of being hurt. Anything that happens to human you, this meat body is not even real. 
So whatever anyone does to it, it's like, this is, this is all an illusion. Again, this is not trying to make logical sense of this because it doesn't. This is about how does that feel? That feels really good to think like no one can really hurt me. That no one that like can really ever do anything to me and can take away my peace, take away my happiness. It can make me feel like small or damaged or whatever. It's like, oh, that feels pretty good. Then the other kind of way I want to talk about this forgiveness was kind of this general sense of, again, not someone necessarily doing something that you was like, they, this, they wronged me in this way, this very specific incident or set of incidents or time period where they did all these things and I'm angry and I need to forgive these transgressions. But just this general sense of forgiveness that restores your inner peace and you're forgiving the world. You're forgiving other people of, and being like, it's fine. I'm not going to concern myself with this. I'm not going to let this disturb my peace. Let's say, for example, like think, for example, think in your life right now, again, not specific transgressions that you feel that need to be forgiven or like some specific incident or like a blowout of some kind, but like just generally right now, where in your life are other people disturbing your peace? And you feel, ego mind, personality self, you feels very much like, I need this person to be different so I can feel better. I don't like how this person's conducting themselves or doing or this thing or that thing. I don't like how I need them to change. I think they should be doing this instead. And again, that disturbs your peace in whatever way. And your mind, of course, how the mind works. It's not about ownership of like, this is something, my own thing, and it's triggering something. It's bringing up, it's showing me something probably about myself or whatever. The mind's like, no, it's their fault. I'm upset because, again, your mind's very simplistic rationale with all of this. Um, This thing happened and it makes me feel this way. So that's why I feel that way. Same thing with like LOA, like with like wanting stuff, right? The mind's like, well, I feel like I want that. So that's what I want. Again, very simplistic thinking. It doesn't understand what's really happening. So think about that right now. Like, who could you forgive so you can restore a sense of peace? Where could you let someone off the hook for just thinking their happy, their actions or whatever are responsible for your happiness or you, they need to change so you can feel better? Let's a few examples. Um, you're mother is not like you always envision when you had kids, uh, your mother would be this like super grandmotherly type and her grandkids are her world and doting on them and blah, blah, blah. But then like, she's not really like that. She loves them fine enough, but you know, she's not, you know, running to babysit them or hang out with them all the time or wanting them to come over every weekend. She's got her own thing going on. She's really active in her own life and you feel hurt that she is not more grandmotherly, right? We have this image of what it means to be like a grandmotherly and maternal, right? This like basically like your kids are life and kids are like the center of everything, right? That's kind of how we think of it. That's what women are kind of conditioned to think. That's like all you should care about. So then you feel that way and you think she should be different. You have an idea of what a grandmother is supposed to be like how they're supposed to act, how they're supposed to feel about their kids, what they're, how they're, what they're supposed to do, the role they play and what's required or what they should want to do. And you would question, okay, is, am I, is my perception like unequivocal, categorically true? We always have to say no, because it never is really. We, we have to always be willing to question our perception and like our, our sense of rightness and appropriateness is like, is that true? It's like, no. Right. So then you could think, okay, I have an idea of what she should be like, but she's not like that. 
She's not wrong. I'm not right. It's just different. I want things to be a different way that they're probably not going to be. But I forgive her. I forgive all of that. I want my peace restored. So I'm going to accept her as she is. And I'm going to sit with my own stuff and think, why does this bother me so much about how she acts? What's my problem with this? What's going on? Because again, it's we always realize it's our issue. It's never anybody else. It's us. A pain in the ass. The ego mind doesn't like it. But again, this is a, a perception, an idea, a way of looking at things that is very, very much worth embracing. What's another example? Your mom, you're a mom and something about how your daughter lives her life disturbs your peace. You think she's wasting her potential. She should be doing something else. She's so smart. She should have not dropped out of school or she should have went to college or she should have finished that degree or she should be going training for this job. I don't think, you know, again, you have an idea of what she should be doing. What's a way for her to be a productive member of society, what her life should look like. And you disagree with whatever choices she's making now. You don't like her boyfriend. You're like, I think she could do better than him. And I don't like the type of men that she dates. And her taste in men is awful. And she's going to end up marrying some shitty person. And oh my God, what's going to happen? You're worried about that. And again, this outside thing is disturbing your peace because you want someone to be different than they are. You think they should be doing something differently than they are. You have a sense of what's good. Again, we all have our own judgments. And exploring our judgment about everything is like, for a lot of us, that's like the final frontier in a way of, of this real deep transformation because that's where a lot of our shit is coming from. All of our judgments we have about pretty much everything in this world. Our mind has an opinion on it and what's right, wrong, the heroes, the villains, all of this shit, right? We got to start exploring this. So this is the other type of forgiveness, you know, I've been, I was talking about not specific transgressions where you're actively in conflict with people or not talking, but just like, where is my peace being disturbed? And I'm going to forgive all of that. I'm not going, I'm going to let everyone have their journey, do what they do. My mom is how she is. I have a feeling, I have an idea of what she's supposed to be like as a grandmother, what makes a good grandmother, who am, and I have to explore, is that right or wrong? What's going on there? I'm going to let my daughter have her journey. I have my thoughts on what she should be doing. I can't control her. That's her journey. Maybe she's supposed to date all these shitty people. Maybe that's part of her path to finding a good person. Or maybe she never will. She'll end up marrying a shitty person because she'll her taste in men sucks. And she has all these issues that lead her to manifest these experiences that she may never work on or realize or care to work on. And that's just gonna, that's going to be her journey. But that has nothing, again, anything outside of us. All of our problems are nothing more than perception. So where what perceptions are you holding right now? And when I talk about this forgiveness too, you know, I'm talking about specific like family, you know, people close to us. This also applies to like the world at large too. Where outside of you is your peace being disturbed and you can benefit from forgiving, quote unquote, forgiving people, you know, in this other way that I'm talking about. Government, politicians, specific political, wherever your beef is right now, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, moderate centrists, conservatives, liberals, far right, far left, corporations, fucking... The CDC, people that get vaccines, people that don't get vaccine, whatever it is, right? Where, who, who is disturbing your peace right now? And why, what's your perception there? 
Where, where are you making a, where, who are the villains and all these different things, right? Who are you blaming for making you upset? Again, this broader sense of maybe not just your own personal world of your family or friends or whatever, but just the world in general. Where could you forgive? Where are your grievances there? Shit is uncomfortable to explore, but it's very well worth it because this is real lasting peace, this ability to forgive. Again, not just in the sense we think of that word of like, you know, a transgression. Someone did something specific and we forgive them for this action, this specific thing or things they did. But there's this general forgiveness of like the world and other people and like... I'm stepping out of this. I'm 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 trying to embrace new perceptions here where this stuff's not going to bother me as much. People can't hurt me. People can't disturb my peace. I forgive I forgive all of that. I forgive them. <laughs> I forgive the world. I forgive these specific people I don't like. I forgive my grief all of this. It's it's challenging, but it's really worth it because that's really that's like the real deep peace. That's this exploring of this judgment and grievance and all of that against against specific people, against the world, holding the world responsible for our feelings and thinking things need to be different. I think, I think it was A Course in Miracles. The quote was like, seek not to change the world, but how you view the world or, you know, something along those lines, basically, which is a pretty common sentiment in personal growth work. A lot of spiritual teachers talk about this. It's like, it's your perception. Everything's perception. Because think about it. Think about all these enlightened beings that talk about this sort of stuff, especially ones like modern day that are in this world now that we always think the world gets worse as it goes on. And we think right now the world is the worst it's ever been probably. Think about these people that talk about these things. They are living in the same exact world that we are when they talk about this forgiveness and all these different perception and, you know, um, non-duality, like non-judgment, there's no good and bad, all this stuff. Again, they're existing in the same exact world. They're seeing the same exact things happening and they're holding this perception. People talking like this, they're obviously seeing the world in a very different way. They're obviously not going to, if they, and I, I doubt they're just like saying this to bullshit. This is how they really are. They live this. They're you know, if if this is the type of stuff they're saying, they're not being disturbed by the world in the same way that most of us are, including myself. I'm not beyond this by any means. I'm trying. It's, it's something I'm committed to. But, you know, I saw my stuff. I saw my conditioning. So think about it. It's all perception. This includes everything. No matter what someone does to you, you can choose to forgive. Again, the forgiveness is never really about the other person. Or, or what you're going to, it's about yourself. Cause the only reason what they did to you was a problem was because it felt bad. Anything, nothing is, nothing is a problem for us unless it feels bad. If something happens and we have no reaction to it, we don't care. It's just something that happened. But once something creates a negative feeling, then it's a bad thing. Then it's a problem. Like I said before, if we recognize that our feelings aren't really coming from the circumstance then it's easier to extend that forgiveness because it's like, oh, that's not why I feel bad. It's not that what that per- if the, what the person did to me isn't the problem, then this isn't some big thing. And like I said before, it's not really about the other person in a sense. So some of you might come to these realizations and feel that forgiveness. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to reconnect with these people or reach out to them or start hanging around them again. Or be- You might. It depends. You know, sometimes... Some of you have been there, right? Even if time passes and it's all good now and it doesn't, you know, it's water under the bridge. You know, these 
some stuff, you know, sometimes you can't get the relationship back to what it was. And that can be kind of sad, but that's just life. Right. But anyway, it's not really, you know, what the, the point of it, but like I, but just generally saying, you know, explore this inner work first, realize it's about you. And then with the other people, see what you feel inspired to do about that. Some of you might feel total forgiveness and love for that person, but absolutely no desire to reconnect with them. No hard feelings. You don't hate them. It's all love. It's all good. But you recognize, yeah, that's just, that was that, this was our experience. We probably aren't meant to really be friends. That happened and it's, you know, whatever. And then you don't, or maybe you will reach out and you will reconnect and everything will be wonderful. Or maybe you'll reach out and just have one interaction where you feel like you got some closure on it. You got to talk and whatever, and that's satisfying enough. And you don't, again, you don't feel compelled to maintain, you know, keep seeing this person or maintaining a relationship or, or being friends again or whatever. But you just had one nice interaction that felt like, okay, that was a, that was a nicer way to end things between us. And, you know, it's nice that we got to have that talk and, you know, kind of whatever and realize it's all good and it's all love and it's fine. So yeah, forgiveness, like any other painful experience in our life, essentially we have a choice because it's all perception. So right now, for example, again, if you're thinking about, uh, I lost a specific example I was going to say. But anyway, but just generally right now, if you're struggling with feeling, you know, this idea of struggling with forgiveness for somebody, you got to explore the story. Why do you feel hurt by what happened? And I guarantee you, once you start digging even a couple layers down, you'll start to see it's not about what the person said or did. It's there's a story around it. It's not about your bad childhood per se. It's about the story your mind's telling about how your childhood has irreparably damaged your adulthood probably forever. That's the pain. That's why you're having a hard time forgiving your mom and dad. Because it's like, you did this to me and look what it did now. But then if you realize, oh, that story is not true, then again, the forgiveness feels more possible. Even if it's not directly to them, but just your sense of feeling like, okay, I don't feel so badly about this anymore. My ex-husband cheating on me triggered. I've had self-esteem issues from when, as long as I can remember where exactly they started. That's not important. I just know that they're there. That's why I'm so mad that he cheated. It's not that he cheated on me. It's about my mind, my ego, mind, personality, self story about what, why he did that. And what that means and what it must say about me that he cheated on me. I'm unattractive. Uh, it's because I gained weight and I'm not pretty anymore. Or whatever. It is, I'm not good enough. There's something wrong with me. I'm unlovable or I'm hard. I'm broken and damn. Like, and you're just like, oh, okay. I see what's going on now. So again, forgiveness is a lot easier. That feeling that achieving that feeling when we realize the, 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 the transgression isn't really why I feel bad. And like I said before, this is really, really important to remember because your mind thinks it needs all of these external things to get that feeling of forgiveness and to move on. And you may not get them. And like I said before, even if you get them, because the situation really wasn't the cause of the feeling on the deepest levels, that's not really going to give you the healing you're looking for because it's not about what the person did. So their apology and their explanation and the taking back of the mean things they said or whatever it is that happens that again, might feel good to some degree, you know, the ego part of us will feel like, you know, vindicated and validated or whatever, but on the deepest level, it's not going to do anything because that's not really why you feel bad. You'll have to explore 
you know, that all of that stuff and, and be willing to explore the narratives and the conclusions and the meaning your mind is, is layering on top of all of these incidents and all these things. And, and the stories are telling about the people involved. That's another thing too, you have to explore is because, right. The mind is like, these are the villains now, right? They did something that hurt you and they're bad in some way. And you have to be willing to explore that too. Like, is that really true? Because you probably have a harder time forgiving someone if you think they're a bad person and they did this malicious intent and they're all bad. And then again, this for, it's not forgiveness is, is tricky when you have the ego involved because the ego is all about like grievance and grudges and fuck these people and every everything else is everyone's fault. Love is it? It's it's a it's a miserable way to live, but it's there's a comfort there and there's to some part of us it finds it satisfying and it's fucked up, right? That's why our mind is so screwed up. That's why I talk about the mind a lot with all of this work. You get to all your mental dysfunction, manifesting conscious creation, snap of the finger, everything's a fucking breeze. Because you're all of that mind stuff, you're you're scooping out the deepest layers of crap. All this positive thinking and effort, you don't need to do any of that shit. It doesn't matter because that's not the problem. It's all this deep-seated stuff that comes from our mental dysfunction. You understand the dysfunction, you can start healing what it's created and you're good to go. Life becomes a breeze, right? Your your energy, you're creating an energy. You can't help but be a manifesting friggin' machine, right? So yeah, so that's my thoughts on forgiveness. The general, how we think of forgiveness, you know, specific transgressions and forgiving for the wrongs people have made against us. And this general, just forgiving of everything in the world that's disturbing your peace and being willing to be like, you know what, I there's another way to look at this where my bad feelings are not the fault of all of these people. I'm going to start being, you know, I have to, you know, I'm exploring my very rigid thought systems and and I have, most of us have about very ideas of like, this is right, this is wrong. Again, a lot of this seems radical because when we talk about this forgiving of the world and everything in it, and like, this is, it's just happening and, and letting go of the judgment. That's tricky because the mind wants to make exceptions and carve out exceptions to like, well, what about these kinds of people? Or what about this incident? Or what about this crime or whatever? But it's like, like a Course of Miracles type perspective, if it's all an illusion and it's all happening in this world that we all created as like a mass delusion, kind of, again, a radical belief, but it's like, it feels, I like thinking this way and oh, because it feels good. I'm like, this is actually a very empowering, freeing way to think. So it's like everything I see in the world is just kind of not real. And how can I get upset about stuff that's not real? Again, I know it's a real like head scratcher, like, oh, I would highly recommend if you're uh, resonating with this kind of stuff I'm talking about, because this a lot of what I'm talking about is kind of influenced um, by a a Course in Miracles teacher named David Hoffmeister. He talks about the, the teaching in a way that I've never really seen other people talk about it. Like he goes really deep into stuff that a lot of other teachers don't really mention about it. They talk about it on a more surface level, maybe, or in a more of a kind of general self-help kind of way, which is not wrong. It's just different. But like, if you really want to get into like this kind of stuff, I'm talking these more radical ways of looking at the world that are, you know, you know, great potential, like warning, you may experience (laughs) intense peace after hearing these teachings kind of thing. I would recommend him a lot. He has a lot of videos on YouTube and he has different web presences in all different places, but that's really where a lot of his stuff is and on his YouTube channel, David Hoffmeister. But anyway, So yeah, that's it. Those are my thoughts on forgiveness. Again, like any painful situation in life, it all comes down to choice. There's always a way to look at something that's less painful and we get to decide which which perception we're going to get. And this forgiveness one, 
right? More radical ideas about we're not even, this is a whole thing's not even real. So no one can even hurt me. It's almost, I remember the, the guy, the teacher, he talked about comparing our body to like a puppet. <laughs> He's like, well, can a puppet be tired or sick or be hurt or have anything done wrong to it? You're like, no, not really. And it's kind of like an interesting way to look at it. So yeah, so think about that in that way of like, it's impo- who I really am can't be hurt. And and if, if it's impossible to really hurt each other, then again, there's nothing to forgive. So that's kind of nice. It's like, let's that and the more radical the perspective, it's, in some ways, it's like the less work you have to do with through it. Cause you're just like, oh, that's awesome, actually. Like, I'm going to try to embrace that and just be like, you know, oh, cool. Like, you just kind of step back and, and see the world in a different way. That's like kind of a, not an expedited process, but it's like oh, wow, that kind of takes care of a lot of things I'm struggling with. And it's like that perception is like pretty easy. And then again, like I was talking about too, it's easier to extend that forgiveness when you recognize the situation is not what caused the pain. Because the only problem is the pain. If someone did something to you and it didn't hurt you at all, you wouldn't care. You'd be like, yeah, whatever. Like uh, they, they didn't do it on purpose or that's just them or right. And again, and you just realize it's not a big deal and you don't care. It's only a problem because it hurts. But if we realize the hurt is coming from that, the hurt was already there kind of laying dormant and it got, you know, that button got pushed by something outside of you. Someone did or said, it's like, oh yeah, my problem really isn't with them. It's my problem is me. And again, in, in a good way, it's good that it's us. So yeah, think about that. And again, like I said too, another thing to think about which is, you know, not directly related to the forgiveness, but helps us frame the experience in a different way is this person didn't just come along from the outside and come and disturb our peace and do this terrible thing out of nowhere. It's like, oh, if there's like an energetic component to reality where there's kind of like this invisible field of like stuff happening, then that manifests as physical experiences, then something within me made me a match to this experience in some way. Again, not in a blaming way, like you were negative or this or that, and then you got this bad thing that came and happened to you. It's like you were being negative, so God made your boyfriend cheat on you or something. It's like some kind of punishment for your negativity. It's like, no, but then again, you start to see that frames the experience in a different way, in a very profound way, as like a kind of a foundation for exploring it. And that's naturally going to affect every aspect of it, including how you feel about the person that did whatever they did to you. So yeah, that's it guys. I hope you enjoyed that. And for more content, products, info about my coaching, head on over to livelifemadetoorder.com. Bye-bye.